Hey guys, spoiler warning, just let you know this is over season 2, episode 10, so if you are still in season 1, turn it off now, or forever hold your peace. Hey gang, welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Sheree, and today I'm joining you with my lovely friend and co-worker, Laura. Say hi to the people, Laura. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so Laura works with me um, just like Ashley. Ashley couldn't join us today because she had to change her lunch schedule. And you guys, trying to find somebody who watches Riverdale, is up to date on the show, and has the same lunch as me is really hard. So, <laughs> But I'm so glad Laura could join us today because she's. we talk about Riverdale every Thursday and giggle like schoolgirls. Um, and we're joining you from my very fancy studio, aka my, the front seat of my Nissan Rogue. So, you know, we're keeping it classy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we are on our lunch break, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, this week we're discussing Season 2, Episode 10, Chapter 23, The Blackboard Jungle. Um, that was like an actual movie that has tie-ins to the episode this time. So that was a 1960s flick about... Um, desegregation, which is basically the entire theme of this episode. So, good on them for actually including the the title that's always a movie title, but never has anything to do with the episode. Um, as per usual, the episode starts with a pan of Riverdale, and it's winter again this week, so that's cool. Sometimes it should be winter, and Cheryl's outside sunbathing, but whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Um, We have uh, Jughead's narration, and he says, You know how those towns where bad things always seem to happen? And it's like, yes, those are the towns that are on TV shows. That's why we're watching this. (laughs) So, um, let's see. Then he says, like, everything's business as usual, though pretty much since they caught the Black Hood, which was obviously not the Black Hood, but whatever. At Thistle House, Penelope is now a full-on sex worker. And, like, you do you, Penelope. If you feel, like, some sense of empowerment, because you've pretty much been, like, oppressed your whole life under Clifford's thumb, you go, girl. You do you. But maybe you could be a little bit more discreet in front of your child. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so Just like she's encouraging it. Right. Like, it's... Cheryl is an impressionable young woman. We're still unclear on how old she is because her twin brother was 17, but she's in the same class as all these 15-year-olds, so... But still. It's It's, what it is. Yep. Okay. So they went from heroin running to just another illegal activity, but those blossoms. Um, The lodges are part of something that'll put Veronica at ground zero and in the eye of the hurricane. Um, They act like we don't know what it is yet, but it's the schools coming together. They're buying buying the land underneath the old school. Right. So, but they're putting Veronica in the middle of it. So, you know, solid parenting so far this episode. (laughs) We're doing great. But then we go to the actual only good parent of, of this show at Archie's house. And Fred comes into Archie's room saying that he just learned that his medical bill has been paid. And um, and we all know how that went down. And they, they talk about it where they're like, who would do that? And it's like, guys, you know the same four people in this town. Who has money? Obviously, it was Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Archie picks up his guitar to take to school. And Fred says what we've all been thinking. I haven't seen that guitar in a while. Like, remember when Archie's music was so important that it was, like, the A plot and the murder mystery was the B plot? Well, and he was having an affair with his music teacher. teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> Betty and Jughead are like, guys, we have to figure out who killed Jason Blossom. And Archie's like, but my music. <laughs> and now that the victim was his dad, Archie's, like, totally forgotten about his music and has been all about the mystery this season. We still don't get any of Musician Archie this episode, though. No, we don't. I got excited thinking that musical is Archie coming back, but no such luck. It was a teaser. Yeah. And he says he wants to start a band, which from the Archie comics, there's the Archies. But Josie now isn't part of the Pussycats, so maybe Archie and And Josie, Josie. and and then, of course, 
Veronica and Betty both sing, we know. Right. <laughs> and I, I think in the Archie's Jughead was a drummer, so I think Cole Sprouse is, uh, supposedly doesn't have any musical talent, but he could pretend to play the drums. Absolutely. So, I could do that, too. Right, me, too. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> um, so Fred tells him to use the garage that he soundproof for him because, like, you guys, they haven't used that set in so long. They spent so much money on it. He totally... Um, redid the garage for Archie and, and as soon as he did Archie was like yeah I'm not doing that anymore um typical kids let's see so Archie heads out and goes to school and while he's walking somebody's taking more pretty little liars style pictures of him super suspicious um at school we learn that Southside High is closing and they'll be dispersed to different schools in the district but a lot of them will be coming to Riverdale High. And they're like, well, you know what that means? Jughead's coming back. And Kevin asked Betty if she's going to be okay with that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, the look on Kevin's face is like, okay, right. right." Um, But, you know, of course he knows better. So they're all like, I wonder why they close outside high. And Veronica says, who knows? Like, apparently you girl. (laughs) <laughs> you're mm-hmm. you're like totally involved in this and you're not being subtle about it. Um let's see. At Southside High, Jughead has shown Tony his manuscript and he tries to act like the reason why he used the typewriter is so he could get it in the mindset of HP Lovecraft, but really and she calls him out on it, it's because it's the gift from Betty. So to all of you freaking out about Betty and Jughead, calm down kids, they're obviously getting back together. Um, the serpents bust out the door and they are freaking pumped about their school closing. Um, They're like jumping around and stuff. And I don't know if you noticed this, but there is this serpent girl who comes out with them who has a forehead that like goes all the way up to the back of her head. She looks goth like she's gothic. Right. Mm -hmm. She, she has a forehead that even Luke Perry would be like, that is a five head. It's too Five much fingers. Fun. Yeah. But, um, and she's like clearly 35. The first time I watched it, I was like, why is that teacher hanging out with them? Is she, shouldn't she be telling them to like settle down? Oh, that's supposed to be a student. She's just an extra. Right. So, um, I hope she's not listening to this. I love you. You're beautiful. Sorry. Um, work is work. If you're 35 and you can get work as a teenager, do it. Um, but we learned that the serpent core four, which is Sweet Pea Fangs, who I still like to call Cucumber Melon because of the Riverdale Register, which is a really funny Riverdale podcast. You should listen to it. They're, they're hilarious. Um, and so Sweet Pea Fangs, Jughead, and Tony, they'll all be attending Riverdale High because um, we're not going to lose half our cast. Um, the real reason why they shut down Southside High is because um, the CW lost that set. It was actually a closed down uh, mental hospital oh. and just in like the middle of nowhere in Vancouver. So they use that set for like everything. They use it for the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. They use it for Arrow, but the Canadian government took hold of it again and they're going to open a functioning mental hospital now. So that's why they really had to integrate. Um, let's see at the mayor's office. Um, she's promised a commission from the lodges for closing Southside High for her re-election campaign. And we learned that they're buying the land from under Southside High. So that's that's what that's all about. Um, the next scene, Betty comes home and she's afraid of her house again. She hears a noise. Yeah. The floor creaks. Yeah. And then, but once again, the only threat is Polly and her boringness. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you. If you're in your house and you hear a noise and you're scared, it's just Polly. Just tell her to go back to the farm. Pull your pepper spray out. <laughs> right. Almost almost blind your sister. It's cool. Um, so she goes upstairs and she sees Polly and she calls her out for joining a cult. Even though Betty's the one who sent her to the farm to get away from the Black Hood. But I guess she thought maybe she'd come back home. But apparently not. Um, and she's had the twins. Yes. So Polly is clearly not pregnant. But she also does not look like a woman who just gave birth, let no. alone twins carried to term. <laughs> like, like, I still look like I'm about six months pregnant and my kid's three. Polly is like super svelte, 
in pants that zip. Doesn't look tired at all. No, no she is well rested. <laughs> Groomed perfectly. Yes, she's clearly had a shower in the last 24 hours. She looks great. So, I don't know. Maybe she uh, drowned her twins in a uh, basket. Maybe that's what we'll find out. <laughs> right. Um, she named them Juniper and Dagwood. And, and Betty makes the same face that we all made. She makes like a stink eye and goes, oh my God. Like, I'm sure, thinking? I'm sure they're pulling that from the comics and their tree names, but good God, that's awful. Um, Betty tells Polly that she's being cruel and selfish and vindictive. But you know what? If my mother stashed me away in a convent where they tortured me with corporal punishment while I was pregnant, I wouldn't want anything to do with her either. Nope. Like, that. I think that's something that, like, we can bring t- to the table from the perspective of mothers. Once that baby comes along, everything turns. Toxic people will come out of the woodwork, and you just gotta, you just cut those ties. You embrace them. Right. Um, I've certainly cut ties with people for much less. Yeah. Because I don't want them. A part of your family? Yeah, I don't want them screwing up my kid. Like, you, you either em- embrace them or, or, or you just have to cut the ties because right. otherwise they're going to just be interfering. Yeah, they're just going to hurt your children and it's it's not fair to your kids. So I understand Polly's perspective. Um, but Betty takes her night like back because, like, <laughs> screw those babies feeling safe in the dark. She's mad. She's like, that's mine. I'm <laughs> taking my creepy night like Very back. Very Yes. Um, Archie's walking home, and he's using his uh, standard-issued earbuds that come with the iPhone that fall out of your ear when you think about moving. So maybe for Christmas, somebody could have got him some, like, skull candies. Just saying, those earbuds are awful. But he comes comes right up to an FBI agent who is clearly not an FBI agent. But then we go to our title card, the Zzz, Riverdale. Um... We learn that who I will henceforth be referring to as F Bro I agent is a native Riverdalian, and um, they think that the FBI or they F, the FBI thinks that um, Hiram has ties to organized crime, which obviously he 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 was organized crime. He was like Bernie Madoff. Um, he recruits Archie to find out what happened to Nick St. Clair because that's what you do. You go to a 15 year old to find out what happened. Of course. <laughs> makes so that's much sense. That's my go-to guy. Right. Um, and, and kind of like in, in a surprisingly smart move, Archie makes some fantastic points about shouldn't you have to talk to my dad first because it's super not legit to ask a minor to investigate someone who you just said was very violent especially without consulting his parents like there's a lot of illegal stuff going on right there so that should have been your first tip that this guy was not actually in the FBI yeah Um, but the FOI agent suggests that maybe Fred might be in on it too so he he thinks that maybe Fred might be implicated in this whole situation to which Archie gets pissed and he says get real my dad's the only good dad in town and um that made me lol when he said get real because it felt like it was 1987 again so basically Fred can't know because Fred's being investigated too which you wouldn't have his kid doing it then again he's a minor at home he tells Fred that he shouldn't accept the money that the lodges used to pay his bill but Fred is like sure (laughs) That's hilarious. 86000 Got that hanging around. Yeah. Um, they just took a huge albatross off my neck. Uh, yeah, no, I'm keeping it. <laughs> like that's, That just saved us from losing our house. Um, next door, Alice comes home from the grocery store, and she says that she knows the mayor is hiding something because schools just don't close down overnight in the middle of a school year. So, duh. Let me turn the air on a little bit. It's hot here. Um, it's four degrees two days ago, and today I'm turning the air conditioner on. Betty mentions Polly's name, but before Alice, um, before she can tell her anything about having the babies, Alice gets really excited. So Betty can't tell her the truth, and it's sad. 
And we go to Pops, and Jughead is reading the letter that went out to parents about closing Southside High. And there was a note at the end about how there was a meth lab in the basement <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> and he um, he says there wasn't meth, but there was jingle jangle. 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 <laughs> so, you know, there wasn't a meth lab, but they were distributing jingle jangle, which is still a mystery drug, but whatever. FP um, thinks that something's fishy about how Jughead is reacting to the closing of Southside High and he says that real reason is walking in the door right now because Betty heard her cue and um, <laughs> she she walks in the door so after we come back from commercial Betty wanted to meet Jughead not because she wants to clear the air but she says I need help and I was so excited. I thought she was going to say, like, I need help with my mental illness. <laughs> like, I realize there's a dark darkness in me, and I need to seek actual therapy for this. But no, she just needs help finding her long-lost brother. And um, she, so she asked for the number to his social worker, uh, Miss Weiss, to help her find her brother. And Jughead says, of course he'll help. But then he asked her why all of a sudden she needs a brother. And she's like, dude, I just realized my sister sucks really bad. That's what everybody's been saying for, I don't know, 20 episodes. Yep. Um, so she's hoping it will make everything better because that's what Betty does. She right. tries to make everything better. Right. Um, and she does tell Jughead that she's glad that he'll be back at Riverdale High. And then she goes on some sexy eyes. So she hasn't given up. And I'm saying good for her. Um, at the Pembroke, Archie is over for dinner, and he tries to be real low-key about asking about what happened to Nick. Um, Hiram lies really poorly, which I don't know if that's good acting on Mark Consuelos or... Because um, I would assume Hiram's a better liar than that if he ran a Ponzi scheme big enough <laughs> to go to prison. I think he should be able to tell a lie. But um, Hermione, Hermione name-drops Nick's school as Greenwich Prep. But I thought he was um, a student with Veronica, and in the pilot, she says that she went to Spence, which is a real school in Manhattan. But whatever. That's just my own neurotic need for everything to make sense. Um, and that night in bed, shirtless Archie stares at the FOI agent's business card, and his name is Arthur Adams. And... In the comics, there is an FBI agent related to Archie. It's his cousin named um, Andy Andrews. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Like, maybe this guy is Fred's nephew, or he if he's works for Hiram, or one of Hiram's, like, mob ties or something. I don't know. But definitely not the FBI. Remains to be seen, right. Right. Um, the next morning, the serpents walk into Riverdale High to find Veronica's welcoming committee table and... Why isn't Betty on the welcoming committee? Right. Why was it just Veronica? Yeah. Betty is now serpent adjacent. She did that strip tease, and that makes her, like, one of their girls or something. I don't know. She didn't run the gauntlet. I feel like Tony probably ran the gauntlet, but Betty did, like, the strip tease so that she could, I don't know, date serpents or something. So I feel like if anybody should have been there, it's Betty, so she can mitigate the drama between the Bulldogs and the serpents but who is that organized as a 15 year old in high school who's saying here's your schedules here's your locker assignments here's this and that veronica is the most 45 year old 15 year old in the yeah. world she's so confident and she has everything together um everything is going just fine until um cheryl and reggie and all of the other white bread kids from riverdale high come down the stairs so just in case you haven't had it beat into your head already it's, this is about desegregation and how kids acted when integration happened in the 60s. Like, they're going to keep doing it. Um, she yells at Veronica, stand down, Eva Perone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Veronica says, no one invited fascist Barbie to the party. And Cheryl says, no one invited the South Southside kids, but yeah they did like they're not here because they want to be they're here because their school shut down so mm -hmm. somebody told them to come here um tony wants to fight cheryl and but did you know that they're best friends in real life no yeah so madeline petch who plays cheryl and vanessa morgan who plays tony topaz are besties and they were really cute 
on social media. They're super That's adorable. Funny. They're always like snuggling on set and stuff. Um, let's see. Archie tries to calm everyone down, but then Reggie reminds him of the whole like plot from like episodes one through five of this season where Archie held a gun up to the serpents and then the serpents came to his house to beat him up. Mm-hmm. And like, remember when that it was, was a, a thing? Fight. Yeah, they had the big fight. Right. Yeah. Then they had that big like West Side Story brawl. And then Veronica <laughs> whipped out the gun and it shot, shot it in the yeah. air. Yeah. Yeah. So Archie was always on the bulldog side. And like out of nowhere, he's um, trying to be in the middle, but because of Veronica, because of Veronica, um, and Jughead. I mean, Jughead's yeah, his, his best, best friend. friend. So, um, let's see. Sweep. He remembers all of that, and so he jumps up to kick Reggie's ass. And I don't think I realized how tall he was until that. He's second. very tall. He's very tall. Um, Veronica is so over the toxic masculinity, and so is Weatherby, who still scares me. There's something about Principal Weatherby. He's mean. Well, not just that he's mean. Like, he looks like a lizard person from Doctor Who. Yeah, he does. He's very scary looking. Yeah, he does look like a lizard person. That's funny. Uh, He sends everyone back to class, which is funny because they are never in class. (laughs) They're either in that student lounge outside at the picnic tables or at home. Like, they are never, ever actually in class. Um it's like they lost the sets this to the classrooms. Ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I wasn't when I was in school? Some student lounge. I was in class or I was at home because nobody wants to be there. Um, Cheryl tries to blackmail Archie with the kiss that she saw with him and Betty to try to get him to get Veronica on her side. Um, and then, like, they almost immediately later have a meeting. So there must have been a scene cut in between there because it was edited weird. But um, he's texted her to meet him in the music room, and she keeps trying to lay on the kiss, but he, like, he pulls a total Ross Geller and yells, but we were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) We were broken up. Um, Jughead and and Betty Betty were were broken broken up, up, and and Veronica Veronica and I were were broken up, and we were actively about to almost be killed, (laughs) so... um, Cheryl tells Archie about what Nick did to Veronica that apparently he didn't know. So he says, I'm going to murder him. And she genuinely thought he knew because you would think you would tell your boyfriend if somebody tried to sexually assault you. But I can also see why Veronica wouldn't tell him. Yeah, I think because there was already enough with the black hood going on at that time period. And Archie was also like, um, he had like his red circle, like gay ISIS thing going on. So, Mm I wouldn't tell my boyfriend who's dabbled in vigilanteism to that I, I was hurt by somebody. Um, Betty is meeting Miss Weiss at Pops because that's where all important meetings are held. Like, are there no offices in this town? Apparently there aren't. You go to Pops or you meet at the school. And, <laughs> but also, Betty's still not in school. <laughs> it bothers me. Um, but Miss Weiss tells her that her brother Charles stayed in the foster care system and was never adopted, um, which is a real sad thing that happens to a lot of kids. Um, he lives two towns over in Centerville. And then back at um, the student lounge, Veronica introduces herself to Tony and she says, Hi, I'm Veronica Lodge. And then Jughead says, Of the Park Avenue Lodges, and then holds up his pinky while he's uh, eating Doritos. Which he was friends with her so right. why is he being such a butt I think he was just being cute uh. I thought it was funny <laughs> um let's see all the like tertiary characters introduce themselves Josie is firmly no longer with the pussycats so she's just Josie and that's a show I would watch just Josie just Josie as much as I love the pussycats like I would I would like to watch a spinoff of Josie um after Kevin introduces himself he says and I'm Kevin Fangs, um, aka Cucumber Melon, aka Fogarty, um, asks him, Is your last name Keller? And Kevin's like, Yeah, how'd you know that? You're the sheriff's son, man. <laughs> like, everybody knows who you are. But that's not how he knew him. No, he says he knew him because he hung out with Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. And so. Oh, yeah, that's the new romance. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he holds that Twizzler, mm-hmm. like, all sexy-like, and gives him bedroom eyes while he says we hung out a lot. Yep. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, we've heard that Kevin's getting a new, um, a new romantic interest this season, and apparently it's the guy who didn't have any lines the first half of the season, but now it has two names. So apparently he goes by Fogarty and Fangs. I'll pick one. I mean, I don't even think we knew his name was Fangs until the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. when Sweet Pea called I didn't him that. Know. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I've always referred to him as Cucumber Melon because of the podcast I listen to, but and because Sweet Pea was that flavor at uh, Bed Bath and Body Works, mm-hmm. and the other one was Cucumber Melon. It was a solid joke, I thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in this episode, he has two names. Then Reggie has very obviously tagged the school seal with a with a serpent. So of course Weatherby flips out on the serpents. And Veronica says, "Oh my God, Reggie, could you be more oblivious or more obvious? Uh, more obvious, mm-hmm. yeah. More transparent is what she says. Yeah. More transparent." And he like shakes his head like, "Yeah, I could," <laughs> but it's. And so they get into a brawl. Yes. Well, they um. First. Before they get into the brawl, Weatherby flips out on the serpents and says, "No gang behavior, or um, or, jacket. or attire is allowed." Which honestly, shouldn't that have been a rule from the beginning? Right. Like I've been to most a, schools don't have no, no gang stuff. Right. I've been to a million new schools. We like I went to a new school every two years when I was growing up because my dad was in the military and my mom was crazy, so we went to uh, not we. I was an only child, but. I went to a new school all the time, and always the first rule of the dress code is no blatant gang attire. Um, so I feel like they shouldn't react so hard, because that should already be a thing. Um, and I guess Betty just took the entire day off, because she's at home during all of this. Right. And she comes clean about Polly. Um, Alice is obviously hurting, so she tries to soften the blow by telling her that she found their son her brother and then Hal is like a total dick about it so I've I've always like thought that Chick was definitely not Hal's kid and he's 100% FP's kid and I feel like that was our first clue right there because Hal wants nothing, nothing to, to do, do with him. him um and poor Alice I just she like tries to stand up and by Hal's side but you can tell her heart's just shattering and Nature Namek is amazing. She, she might be my new favorite actress. Um, the Serpents are playing arcade games at the White Worm. Remember when it was a scary bar that they had to, like, talk themselves into going into? And there was, like, a python and mm-hmm. an aquarium, and everybody was, like, having bar fights, and it was real rough and tumble. And now it's just, like, a cool hangout where they can drink soda pops and play, uh, play Mortal Kombat. Um... And then we learned that Southside High sucks so bad that apparently the toilets don't flush. So even after all the shit they went through on their first day, Tony says that moving to Riverdale High is like the best thing that could have happened. And Sweet Pea says maybe ever. Um, so that tells you how horrible their lives have been up to this point, which Jughead doesn't get because he's only gone to Southside High for like a month. Mm-hmm. In the Andrews garage, Archie tells the, F- the FROI agent that he won't do any more sleuthing unless Fred is protected and he's not going to use Cheryl as or he's not going to use Veronica as a tool but he will use Cheryl because he immediately goes to Thistle House and asks for um, one of Jason's blazers and this is where I have a big question so he gets one of Jason's blazers and it has the school crest for Greenwich Prep on it or at least it's the same crest that's on Nick's clothes later so did Jason go to Greenwich Prep because I'm pretty sure we all thought he went to Riverdale High since he was the football star. Right. Well, maybe he did for a period or something. Right. Or maybe, like, Archie had a, a patch. <laughs> he he sat there and sewed on. I don't know. But you keep one in your back pocket at all times. Right. You know, you don't have every prep school in America's patch just waiting, ready to put on all of your clothes. But he didn't even tuck in his shirt. <laughs> Those boys at that prep school, I can guarantee their shirts would be tucked in. Right. Um, the next scene, Betty is asleep, and she has her stuffed animal cat, which is a nod to the comics, because in the comics she had a cat named Caramel, and I always love that when she has her cat. It's a dumb thing that makes me smile. But um, Alice is sitting on her bed like a real creep, wakes her up, and says that they can't, they can't tell Hal, but she wants to see her son. And the way she says her son... 
is another thing that it's, it's clearly not house. So at school the next day, the seal is all clean, but Jughead is wearing his serpent jacket to school despite the new rules. And we see all the other serpents are not in their jackets. Um, they're just in like their regular clothes. And let's see, um, they all get in a big fight um, with Reggie. And it's very reminiscent of season one, episode two with old tall Reggie, where he, um, he calls, he basically calls Jughead a necrophiliac and Jughead asks him if he can spell it. And so he jumps up and like all the football players try to beat up Jughead, but Jughead's only friend Archie stepped up and fought for him but now Jughead's in a motorcycle gang so he has an entire crew at his beck and call so when he gets in a fight he can not only stand up for himself but he has a mm-hmm. bunch of other people that will stand up for him too so I liked I like that dichotomy um they um they all get attention all get attention they all get detention and Jughead suspends himself basically because he refuses to take off his jacket Veronica meets with her parents about the fight and says that Reggie's just being Reggie, but the Southside High kids need to dress the part, which to that I kindly say, screw you, Veronica. Like, those kids are not there voluntarily. They're there because the system told them that they needed to be, and Reggie does not need to just be Reggie. He needs to stop being a dick to these kids. So, I I don't know. I was kind of mad at her for that because that was was not very woke. Um, but she proposes a donation to the less fashionable from her parents. I, I wish I had parents that had all the money in the world that could be like, well, can you just throw money at this and make it better? We need to buy clothes for these ten <laughs> serpents that are coming over. For, for these um, gang members that mm-hmm. are at my school and are my friends now. Um, Betty and Alice, um, they go to Centerville to find the long-lost brother in a sleazy motel. And the name of the motel is literally called Last Resort Inn. Which I was like, it's a little on the nose, guys. Um, his room is... Oh, when they were talking to the, the front attendant, he has a sign on the window that says, uh, no dogs allowed, absolutely no dogs, cats are welcome. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> but Charles lives in room 237, which probably means nothing, but um, I watched Pretty Little Liars for seven years and all the n- numbers meant something. Oh. So I had to keep notes on that. <laughs> so he tells him to come on in and as Alice is kind of stumbling around trying to tell him who they are he says that he knows exactly who they are and we learn that he goes by Chick he got their address when the Sisters of Quiet Mercy kicked him out when he turned 18 and he even came by the house once but he didn't feel like he would have been welcomed and I kind of can understand his point of view Alice of last season was different than Alice of this season, right. I think. Right. I think had he shown up to season one, Alice's front door, she would have... I think she's been reminded of her roots yes. recently. Yes. Um, let's see. So then she um, she asks him what, <laughs> what line of work he's in, and he yells, seriously? Um, and he tells him that he's into fantasy fulfillment, whatever that means. And... I mean, I feel like they're trying to lead you into believing that he probably, like, has something to do with Jingle Jangle, but he had that camera in the corner, and they kept showing it, so I feel like he, um, he does something naughty on the internet. I don't know. Just a theory. Maybe not. Um, so they leave, because he has a client coming over, and Alice is just crushed, and she breaks down crying in the station wagon, and... I just wanted to like leap through my TV screen and hug her. I felt so so bad for her. That's that has to be a terrible hurt. Um, at at the White Worm, FP comes in after the bartender Hog Eye um, called him, and he he scoffs at how serious Jughead takes the Serpent Law. Like FP is the actual leader of the gang, Vroom Vroom, and he tells <laughs> he tells um. Jughead, because Jughead says, they won't let us wear our skins. He's like, you mean your jackets? (laughs) Quit being such a douche. He talks him down from all the the stupid serpent law stuff. Um, But then Jughead also says the reason why he liked Southside High so much was because for the first time he had a home. 
and FP hears him because, after all, it was FP's fault mm-hmm. that Jughead was homeless and didn't have a family. And he was outcast at Riverdale High because everyone was rich and preppy. So it's understandable. Um, but he also, so FP tells him that serpents hibernate in the winter and working at Pops, cleaning toilets and mopping up slop is what he has to do. So going to Riverdale High is what Jughead has to do. And even without your jacket, you never stop being a serpent. And I'm not sure how Penny Peabody would feel about that. If you never stop being a serpent and her arm just got mutilated. Well, but, you have your tattoo to remind you, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, FP also does this, like, snake thing. Bang, thing with his hand. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how many takes that took because they had to have laughed at this. Laura and I are doing little bunny hop hop, <laughs> little, bunny little bunny foo-foo. foo-foo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to Greenwich Prep where, how did Archie get there? <laughs> like, we know he doesn't have a driver's license. How did he drive? Because I'm sure the bus goes there. Right. <laughs> the bus from Riverdale goes directly to this school. <laughs> um, anyway, Nick's cast is signed by a bunch of people who all have the same handwriting. Um, shake it up set directors get somebody else to sign it um but Archie gets him to write a check for double and then um beats the living crap out of him which like I know that this is dark and sexy Archie comics but they've always kind of remained true to who the character was in the comics that like there's something wholesome inside of them and that was not that was not Archie Andrews it was not okay Punch him in the nose and walk away. Right. Don't beat the crap out of him. Right. That That's the toxic masculinity that Veronica said she was over. So don't beat him up in her name. Like, she would want you to use your words and leave his face intact. Because um, he hits him so hard that I feel like... He broke his nose. Well, he broke his nose, but I feel like he could have done brain damage. Because he, he plowed into him several times really hard in... Archie's got some muscles, which we we all see all too often. Um, The serpents are... Oh, when Jughead comes back to school, he's in his season one denim jacket. Um, And the serpents are all wearing some, like, Abercrombie and Fitch school uniforms that were given to them by Weatherby. So there's the donation to the less fashionable. And Jughead is mad and scared because they'll have to conform or be cast out. But I think they look good. Yep. I thought Sweet Pea looked really good in that turtleneck, and Tony was, like, hot in her little polo outfit, so I thought they looked very nice, um, even if they don't like it. But I think they kind of do like it. I think they do, too. Yeah. I think It would be hard for them to go back. Right. I think Jughead's the only one with a problem. Um, let's see. So, Veronica confronts Archie about being up Nick, but then Cheryl walks in and acts like a human being for once and apologizes to Veronica for um, telling her secrets. Um, at the Cooper house, Betty is still not at school. <laughs> this is day two where she's just hanging out at home and is not at school. Why is she not at school? I don't know. Betty Cooper does what not skip school. What trauma has befallen? You know, I just... I, it, just, it seems like it's just a normal morning. And, I mean, there should be some, like, heavy scenes between Betty and Jughead at school. But, whatever. She goes back to Centerville, um, and she walks into Chick beaten up and, like... going to give him the nightlight that she wouldn't let Polly take. Yes. Well, Chick is... <clears throat> Um, getting a little stabby stabby action on him and I think it's by the front desk That's guy. That's front desk guy, exactly. Yeah. I was like, hmm. So what did he, he do? He didn't pay his rent or maybe he brought a dog. Maybe he had a dog. <laughs> Even though there were no dogs allowed. It was clear. It, it was very clear. Only cats are welcome. <laughs> so Betty uses her pepper spray on the other guy and she takes Chick home. Um, at Pops Veronica and Archie are on a date and she can tell that he's hiding something because he is shoveling french fries in his mouth at a pace that like my husband would be proud of and he can finish his plate in like 10 seconds um so he comes clean about kissing Betty and she mulls it over she just keeps saying you and Betty kissed you and Betty kissed 
but he's he's being totally upfront about it. So she ultimately forgives him because he's being honest with her, and that's more important than a single "my life is in danger" kiss. I felt like that was very mature of her, because again, she is um, not she's actually throw it back at him now. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she hasn't talked to Betty yet, so that's that'll be an interesting conversation. Because yeah. um, she and dropped Jughead will find out. Uh huh, and. I feel like Jughead, A, that's going to put an even bigger rift in Betty and Jughead because he did scream at her that one time, um, Are you, you're just going to be with me until Archie changes his mind. And that was like what cut Betty the deepest. So that's going to be a whole thing. But anyway, Archie and Veronica, they exchange I love yous and they kiss over the table, all uh, 16 candles like. Um Betty busts into the Cooper house with a bleeding chick, and they all jump up and rush to take care of him, including Hal. So, good for Hal. Even though it's night, I don't know if we're back at school the next day, or what. The timeline doesn't make sense because it's daylight, um, where it was nighttime at Betty's house. But at school, it's daylight, and Jughead is wearing his school uniform, and he has started a LARPing club called swords and serpents or serpents and swords something like Mm -hmm. that but it's a front for the serpents so they can lay low in tall grass and i just i want to know how many snake metaphors they're going to have before this is all said and done um cheryl gives penelope the check from nick but penelope takes it but she's not going to stop being a sex worker admits that she likes it yeah and again you do you you're allowed to like to have sex and I guess um, you're allowed to want to do that but again not in front of your teenage daughter maybe don't um, don't glamorize it in front of your teenage daughter anyway back at the Cooper house Alice puts Chick to bed like he's four years old and it's very cute um, he says good night Alice good night Hal and he stares at the creepy nightlight for a while and I'm starting to wonder if that nightlight might be haunted or possessed because the way they frame it in each shot, it is frightening. Um, next door, Veronica and Archie are canoodling in his bed. And she says the reason why she didn't tell him about Nick putting his hands on her is because she felt foolish for not realizing that he was a monster, which is a real reason why a lot of women don't come forward with their um, sexual assault stories is because they feel stupid and that's not okay like that stigma stigma needs to be removed um but she then does lie to him about telling her parents she did tell her parents and that's why nick got in the accident but and archie knows that but she tells him that she only told cheryl so he's suspicious of her but then i guess she leaves because in the very next scene archie's fully dressed and is with the froi agent in the garage again and he asks for protection from, for Veronica. Um, and that guy says that she and Fred will be off limits, but Archie can't get emotional and punch anyone else. And, like, how did he know that? Was Archie wearing a wire? Was he surveilling him with his old-timey camera while he was there? Did he drive him? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how he got there. I don't know. I don't know how he saw it. But Maybe we'll find out. I hope so. Um, and then Archie says well if if you've been following me you must know about all the black hood stuff and he says yeah great job on that (laughs) because they couldn't do it (laughs) and Archie says well did you ever get the feeling like we didn't get the right guy because I'm not so sure we got the right guy so everybody who's ever watched tv before was like that's not the real black hood it wasn't the real black hood they just shot an innocent man um, he was running and was wearing a mask. Right. We don't know why he was running. I I feel like the Black Hood put him up to it. He was but, missing a finger. Yeah. Part of a finger. Um, let's see. Um, back at the Cooper house, Chick wanders into Betty's room and watches her sleep. And he starts to turn away. And then he turns back and gets way too close, close to her. Yeah. It was so creepy. And then we, um, we get the Riverdale again. So we have 10 minutes left before we have to be back in because we walked out at 12.04. Um, 
but we'll just try to run through these segments pretty quick. And if we don't get through all of them, I can jump in here after work and finish them up. Um, the most Archie Comics moment, I feel like a lot of the costuming and Caramel the Cat, recall back to Betty's cat. And I'm probably the only nerd who notices that. Mm, I had no idea. <laughs> um, the best blossom burn this week for me is Stand Down, Eva Perone. That but, was funny. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, oh, and she also calls Tony um, Queen of the Buskers, which is like the street performers, the homeless street performers. Um, for good, bad, funnies, my good is the sparks that flew between Fangs and Kevin. I'm real excited to see that flourish because I think they're both really cute. My bad is Reggie. They can't. It's like they can't decide if he's a good person or a bad person. Because one week he's really funny and is like the comic humor, the comic relief, and then some weeks he's a total asshole. Can't control his temper. Yeah. Got that raging testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, my funny is just how dumb FP thinks Jughead is being for taking this the serpent law seriously. Because he is being dumb. Yeah. Um, but I, I laugh every time FP's like. <laughs> Jughead says it's one of the serpent laws. Um, for changes, if I was in the writer's room, I would put Betty at school to mitigate all the bulldogs and serpent stuff. I know that they wanted to introduce Chick right away, but I felt like that could have waited an episode. And we could have had the whole integration thing wholly with all of our cast had Betty gone to school this week. Um, Unless it's all after school activity, but... But I we don't still think you ever see Betty in the school, do right? We? And I feel like she would have some run-ins with Jughead at least once. I mean, I know he got suspended at the beginning of the day that one time, but like otherwise, he's been there. They would have to have some classes. Was together. she at school the day they made the announcement that yes, that she was in the lounge when everybody yes. was talking when Veronica was like, "Let's give them a yeah, ever welcome." But then that was the last time we saw her at school. For theories, um, do you have any theories? <clears throat> I, I know. don't know. I kind of asked you last second. I know. Put me on the spot. Um, well, I think that there's something up with this FBI guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a tie to somebody in Riverdale, mm-hmm. and we have to figure out who that is and who he really is. Because I find it hard to believe that the FBI is recruiting a 15-year-old right to help them. Right, so he's definitely not with the FBI, I agree. Um, my theories are that, that was one of them, um, that Chick is FP's son, and I think he might have also been the caller for the Black Hood. I think he might be involved with the Black Hood somehow. I don't think he was the one. I don't think he was, like, the executioner that was shooting people, but I think he he might have somehow been hired by by the Black Hood in some fashion. I don't know. I just feel like he's in it somehow. Um, and Do you think FP knew she was pregnant? Alice was no. pregnant? No. No. So that's going to come out. That's yeah. going to be another yeah. thread. Because remember at the homecoming dance when they were having that weird dinner at Alice's yeah. house? And mm-hmm. he was like, your mom and dad were fighting about something really loudly. And she's like, don't do it. Don't say it. Because it had to have been that was what they were fighting about. And so there's going to be a romance between FP oh, and Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been a long time coming. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely be hooking up. Which It's all going to come out about this son, uh-huh. whether he's creepy or whether they're just editing to make it look like he's right. creepy. We don't know. Yeah. And, and I still think that they don't even know because, like, in Jughead's narration, he says perhaps she let another monster in. And if he's not sure, and it's his story, then I don't think even the writers know. Okay, we've got five minutes. Um, My other two theories are that Nick eventually retaliates against Archie in some fashion, which I hope doesn't happen. I hope they drop that storyline, but I feel like it's coming back. And that Tony and Cheryl will date. Maybe not this season, but before the show ends. I feel like they'll get together once Cheryl finally... Uh, Admits uh, that she's a lesbian? Yes. Um... For Sabrina News, um, so they are launching a spinoff. It'll be on Netflix, but it's going to be The Chilling Tales of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And it's going to be dark and mysterious like, like Riverdale. They announced last week who um, who's going to play Sabrina. It's Kiernan Shipka. Um, she played Sally Draper on Mad Men. Did you watch Mad Men? Mm-hmm. So good. 
Um, but she's going to be playing Sabrina. Um, this week they, um, they did talk about the filming schedule. So I read in the Daily Express from the UK that there's not a release date yet, but filming is set to begin in February and then wrap up by October. So it would put a release date probably sometime early in 2019. And there's going to be 20 episodes over two seasons, each running an hour. So, um, in Skeet's Dadgram Corner, so <laughs> on Instagram, anytime one of the cast members posts anything, mm-hmm. Skeet will will comment on it, and he has like the most dad comments. They're <laughs> so funny. And I took a screenshot of this one, and not 30 minutes later, um, a guy who lives in South America and listens to this podcast, Roger. He um, emailed me this exact thing. So it was like the perfect skeet thing. But KJ Appa, who plays Archie, it's Mm -hmm. from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And he said that um, he put a bunch of pictures of his family and his dog and stuff. And he said, home, missing it. So, I mean, he's in Canada, halfway around the world from his home. So he's clearly homesick. And skeet put second family stepping in now with that like arm flex emoji uh-huh. and it was just so sweet so kind i'll post it as the cover for this episode for you guys and i'll put it in the show notes and also um a few weeks ago roger emailed me um a couple of links and to like some youtube videos of kj appa when he was younger he recorded his first guitar album when he was 14 wow yeah he's super talented um in an article um talking about like you know his how much he loves New Zealand, and he's proud to be Samoan. He's proud to be an, an indigenous uh, person on screen, even though he's playing... One a of redhead. The, uh, yeah, like <laughs> Mr. All-American Boy. Um, I think it's cool. His American accent is good. It, it's getting much better. Yeah. Yeah. There were some shaky parts in season one, but um, but it's definitely getting much better. Um, you know what? I think that's it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you use. If you want to reach out to me, I'm at Cherie04 on Twitter and Instagram, and that's C-H-E-R-I-E-E-04. Are you anywhere on the interwebs where you want people to find you? No? That's fine. Not that cool. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, and if you want to email me, like, if you have any ideas for what you think your best Blossom Burns, Good Bad Funnies, if you have any Sabrina news that I didn't talk about because I Googled for exactly 10 seconds until I found something that was relevant, um, or if you see any uh, skeet comments of your own, you can send them to Real Housewives of Riverdale at gmail.com, and I will talk about them on the pod. Have a good week, everybody.